Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing opportunities. Your host, Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Welcome to Voice Power. My goals are to inform you of my life as a voiceover artist with topical episodes and to provide you engaging interviews from a diversity of careers and interesting people. Voice Power will soon be posting episode 42 at the end of this month, August. There are 23 interviews in season 1 and 2, and this episode 18 of season 2 will be my first financial expert who loves helping people with their financial challenges. Deborah Raymond is a financial advisor and division leader at an outstanding financial corporation. My finances are in the best shape they have ever been in because of Deborah's expertise. Her experience as an executive assistant for FIDO dealers bookkeeper at Skynet Computer Solutions and Wireless World, and courses on communications and conflict management prepared her for great success in the financial industry. Deborah's interpersonal skills are highly evident as she is motivated to help others succeed. Communication, financial expertise, time management, involved in networking groups such as Resilient Women in Business, Dynamic Women in Action, and Valley Women's Association, and attending key educational events has shaped Deborah into a passionate professional who deeply cares about her clients' needs. Today, we will discover Deborah's journey from physical challenges to what she has learned in her career path to attaining success in her chosen field of helping others. We will find out the quality of her communication skills in my in-depth conversation here at Voice Power. It is with great pleasure I welcome Deborah Raymond to Voice Power. Welcome to Voice Power, Deborah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Earl. It's a great pleasure. Now at Voice Power, we discover how her voice creates positivity in our lives and others we rub shoulders with. You have an inspiring story of rising up from physical challenges to many successes. Thanks for your willingness to share with everyone today. Now, what motivates and inspires you to help people with their struggles and specifically financial struggles? That probably goes back many years, Earl. Um, Not many people know this, but I'm actually in my second marriage now. My first marriage was actually very abusive. And see, when that marriage ended. And going through that whole ordeal and having it affected me for seven years, I swore that that would never, I would never allow that to happen to someone I knew and cared about. So basically, that was when I really wanted to help people in a fundamental aspect of their life, helping them financially, because that in turn helps their marriages. There's not so many arguments, etc. There's not so much debt, and they certainly don't have to go through bankruptcy. So I really wanted to become uh, an agent of service for people that uh, maybe had some fit financial challenges that they need to go through. Yeah, financial challenges is probably one of the number one or two problems of breakups and oh it definitely is yes it definitely is yeah 
Now, what is amniotic band syndrome and how has it affected you? Uh, amniotic band syndrome, I didn't even know about what it was until I was about 20. <laughs> and what it is, is it's um, the amniotic sac that you're in as a, as a baby, um, for no known reason, starts to shred. And so it gets tangled around the growing fetus. And so um, actually, when I was 20 at the time, um, I won't say how many years back that was, but anyways, um, it, it was actually the number one cause for stillbirths and miscarriages at the time, because these bands would get caught around the heart or internal organs. So for me, I was very, very fortunate. It was all on my extremities. So I had like hair lip and a cliff palate and club feet and short fingers and, and some fa facial deformities. But um, I went into being very grateful, grateful to be alive, really appreciating that all that was wrong with me was external, nothing internal. So I went to a real mode of being more grateful than I was raised to be. And I just really wanted to um, overcome that shyness. You know, I remember being a young child and I would hide behind my mother's skirt because uh, people were staring at me, you know, and my mother, <laughs> I mean, my whole family was really great this way, but I remember particularly my mom, she would grab me by the hand and we would go right up to that little girl, uh, that little boy. And she introduced me and, and this is my daughter. She, her name is Debbie and what's your name and whatever. So I found that I had other skills that I didn't have to worry about how I looked, that I had qualities and talents that would be a benefit to people. And I find that that was really what made me um, charge forward in my business was to just show them my personality, show them my knowledge, show them that I cared. And we went from there. Well, yes, definitely. Because since I've known you, I've known you to be a confident person. You're a good conversationalist. You're, you're very wise about money. So uh, I, I've appreciated the positivity that you bring out in me. You know, the, thank you, you thank you. In a lot of ways, yeah. Uh, you've risen up, that's for sure. Now, do you think that it is true that people tend to not talk about money concerns? And what have you experienced about money over the years? Yeah, you know what? Going back as a child, um, money was a taboo subject. You know, mom and dad, I could never know whether I was rich or poor or we were in debt or whether we were, you know, really doing well. Um, it was just something that wasn't talked about in the family. And as I began to work with clients, I found that that was actually pretty normal, that money was a taboo subject. Kids definitely weren't taught in school, you know, and they weren't correctly taught by their parents too, as well-meaning as those parents might have been. You know, so I found that that was a real lack in society. The simplest of concepts of budgeting or in saving or investing and in how much to save and how much to invest. And, and I just really needed to fill that void. Yeah. And, and I realized coming up through school, you know, uh, that th there's a lot of things that could be added into the curriculum. And that is, you know, wise financial management, understanding about money, just even some basic stuff. But I don't remember in high school or in junior high school, any course on that. Do you remember any courses like that? 
I took the the accounting route when I was in school, in high school. So, of course, it was all, you know, how to make your liabilities and your assets, those kind of things. But for people who weren't taking accounting, they really knew nothing. You know, there wasn't, like you say, there wasn't the the budgeting and there wasn't the life management skills that is so needed, even in today's schooling system. Yeah, and, and I, I had bookkeeping 12 and accounting 12 and how you do that, but they didn't really get into, you know, ins and outs of wise financial management. It was more like if you get the numbers right, and sometimes there's more to it than that, isn't there? Oh, that's totally, totally. Like I said, that life life management skills was missing. You might have the business knowledge of how to make your books balance, but when it gets to be to your actually life, that was really missing. What was it in your previous experience at FIDO, Skynet, Computer, and Wireless World that moved you to consider helping others with financial challenges? That's a good question. <laughs> with all of those, it was actually funny because I worked with one employer through all of those different company transitions. So I was actually working with FIDO for many, many years consecutively. Um, but I found that in my own personal life outside of that job that my finances even though i was making a very good wage my finances were lacking you know um and so having an interest in telecommunications i then went into um, a multi-level marketing um company networking marketing company i was actually promoting my my long distance savings plan to another person and they said to me, um, I'm really interested in what you've got to say, but I have to be honest. I have, you know, another business on the go, but maybe we can work together. And so she talked to me about that time, about the business I'm currently in, the company I'm with. And uh, I never talked communications again. <laughs> but I did find that working for those companies um, as an executive bookkeeper and working with the different franchisees like we talked about before there's so much people don't know about keeping things together they're, they're very good they know they want the best of the plans and they want the best phones but they don't have the resources to take care of that you know so i was dealing with suppliers and clients that just weren't able to make it meet make ends meet so here again it just led me to seeing where the lack was in business and i knew how i wanted to fill it you know i've always been a person of, that wanted to provide a service for people you know i remember even like i said i've i've gone through 40 operations with this amniotic band syndrome i have and i remember even in the hospital working with the nurses and taking around the little um afternoon snack carts and helping the nurses in any possible way i could so i knew that it was uh, in me to be of service and to want to help. And as much as I love telecommunications and working with the company I did, I didn't feel that I was helping to people to the extent that I really wanted to, helping people with crunching their own personal numbers, you know? Well, that's what's so admirable about you. You know, you were doing something, but you could see something more, you know? Yeah. And I hope that those that listen in in Voice Power, that they can see something more for their lives but always, you know, you know, always can improve. You totally you know, can. Can always get better. And I know networking is important 
even in my own business. What stands out to you in your networking groups that make them effective for business, such as resilient women, dynamic women, and valley women? Yes, I've been very active in those three groups and, and probably more too that aren't on top of the top of mind. But I find that with these groups and networking, we all have a common goal of pushing, wanting to push other people up, you know? So whatever our work is, whatever our business is, we're there for the commonality of what we share in common and helping other people succeed. And that truly is of essence to me, of, is helping people to succeed. So it just was a very good fit for me. You can't wait to get to work and sometimes it's at home and sometimes you, you go out into the community. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have more people who really enjoy their work. I don't even know if they even talk about that in, in, uh, you know, the courses in high school, you know, uh, because jobs are thinking, oh, it's something you got to do. I got to go to work. No, I get to go to work today. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. And already my goodness. Oh, well, I have fun anyway. And I find that when I was in school, too, it was always uh, going for that corporate job, you know, hitting, hitting the doctors and the lawyers and the, and the brick and mortar businesses and the corporates and the benefits and the entrepreneurship wasn't as a big a thing back then as it is now. So the freedom that you have as an entrepreneur is, is amazing. And like you say, you find something that you love. And you never go to work a day in your life, right? I forget who said that, but it's so true. You yeah. know, find something you love doing and you never have to work a day in your life. Well, I know somebody famous said that. You said it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now, I copied it from somebody. <laughs> now, now, someone is listening right now who has big financial troubles. What would you say to them? Not to feel alone. I think a lot of people get very depressed and they get overwhelmed and they think that they're the only person on this planet that has the amount of debt or the overwhelm that they have. And I know for a fact, I was there. I felt the same thing. Um, my first, like I said, my first marriage ended up in bankruptcy and, and I really felt the, I felt the heaviness and the guilt and the shame. And I, you just have to kind of get past that. You have to realize that you're not the only one and that it was nothing often. It's nothing that they did wrong personally. You know, sometimes it's a situation, a job loss or, or a divorce or child support, whatever the situation going on in their life, that it's not anything that can't be fixed. Even if we take small little baby steps, we can get them out of the current situation into a much better situation. Now, I wonder, how does your faith help you in the business world as an entrepreneur? I think that regardless of what religion you are, you'll find the theme of love all throughout the whole entire Bible. And that really is something that was um, made evident to me from a child. And that's one of my core values. And I think that, you know, along with honesty and integrity and respect and kindness, all those qualities are taught in the Bible and emphasized in the Bible, but those really resonate with me. And so when I speak to people and I meet people, those are the qualities that I do my best to honor in any relationship that I have. So, you know, people who are that way, 
like attracts like, you know, and so often that my clients are that way as well. So it helped me in business because I have that understanding. I have that caring, you know, and I think that's really important in business for anybody. Well, that's a beautiful segue into my next question that you didn't know that I was going to ask, but that's, <laughs> what, what are your core values and how does applying and working them move you to business success? Because I see you as a great success being a division leader and that's a lot of responsibility. Thank you. I appreciate that comment. You know, um, success can mean a lot of things to a lot of people you know and i've come to know in life that success is not always attached to a dollar sign my success is when i can take someone from where they are in their life to a place of happiness or contentment so they'll be happy with who they are and where they are in life and those core values help people through that you know they um, realize I'm there for them, not just for that one transaction, but I'm there for them for the rest of their lives or as long as they feel that they need that direction and guidance, you know. All of my clients end up being my friends, you know, and they just know that I'm, I'm readily available for them and I care about them and I care about their family situation. And um, I'm just there for, through all the different transitions of their life not just the immediate problem that they might have or the the goal that they might have to tackle right now. I'm there for everything in their life, right through to retirement and beyond. Well, I know it's true for me because my finances are in better shape now than they have been in a long, long time. And I, I think they're in the best shape ever. And I, I'm thanking you for your expertise because you really understand money and you make, you break it down you make you simplify it so I can understand it and keep moving forward. And I just want to keep moving forward to my my first million. But <laughs> oh no, you know, maybe a hundred thousand would be good. There we go. There we go. But it's it's been a pleasure to work with you too, Earl, because you are one that really listens to what I suggest, you know, and we talk it out and what your what's your goals, what's your plans, what you know, what do you want to do with this money and what do you want to do with that money and how do you see yourself in five years and and you know, it's so important that people listen and take those suggestions into consideration. And you've been a joy to have as a client, and I'm thankful for our friendship as well. Oh, I am too. I am too. Uh, now, is there anything uh, you wished that I'd asked, or do you have any final thoughts? The only thing that I had top of mind too was the fact that it's important that uh, people reach out uh, to a financial advisor because there's so many different grants out there that people don't know about. You know, the government has offered many, many grants, whether it be with their RESPs for their children's educations, whether they have a disability of sort, the government has a registered disability savings plan. There are so many different things that they can do that they don't maybe have the time or the awareness of how to tap into that. So that's another thing that I think really is beneficial to just take advantage of what can be given to you and, and whether or not you qualify. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been a really great ride for me. I don't ever see myself leaving this business. It's become who I am. It's not just a job for me, but it's who I am. I'm so happy for the people that I've been able to help so far. 
and I'm always looking for new clients. So the people that I can help in the future as well. And thanks for stopping by at Voice Power. I've enjoyed this conversation and I wish you a great day. Deb. Thank you, Earl. I wish you all the best as well. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into Voice Power and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day and we look forward to you joining us next time.